Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, August the 2nd. Uh, of course, on AM uh, 1240 and FM 107.5, Kane Radio with Bayou Sports. Uh, news this morning, uh, Saints, uh, of course, Saints had... Uh, uh, getting ready to crank it up uh, with a preseason game next week. But uh, Tyrone Matthew, uh, you know, still uh, excused from uh, practice. Uh, a lot of speculation uh, what's going on, Jeff. I don't know if you hear anything more with uh, his absence. Yeah. Other than, you know, personal issue that he needed to deal with, I have not heard anything beyond that. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. And, and the team has no problems, it looks like. Uh, reporters were asking uh, Coach Allen uh, – and he said, uh, when he's ready to come back, we'll take him with open arms. Uh, but uh, it's going to get to a point where, you know, how late will he be and how much uh, work will he miss? And he's expected to be one of the starting safeties uh, uh, for the Saints this year. So uh, he and May. So time will tell. Uh, he's missed. Uh, I think he's missed. Has he even gone to camp i'm trying to recall no he was excused that first day yeah but he did go to all the otas oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh you know the voluntary i don't think anybody's concerned that he's not you know present uh his i'm sure it's a justifiable reason yeah let's just hope it's uh nothing serious and he's able to come back to the saints uh before the season starts and to be prepared and with his assignments and with the new team and all but uh hometown boy we'll see what happens uh with Tyrone Matthew. Elsewhere, uh, saw a little film on the Saints, too. I uh, was watching uh, updates and all, and uh, uh, rookie offensive tackle Pennington in uh, last year's first-round pick got into it a little bit, uh, Peyton. And uh, a lot of reporters think that uh, Pennington's got a little uh, Kyle Turley in him. So uh, we'll see how that progresses. <laughs> He's got a little na- – and we all knew he had a little nastiness about him, and uh, – um, you know, he had a few penalties, roughing penalties or excess penalties called on him. So we'll see um, if that uh, Kyle Turley – Kyle Turley wasn't a bad player for the Saints. I remember how many he ripped off and threw down the field yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few years ago. Anyway, uh, sometimes some of those offensive linemen that uh, snort and grunt and all uh, are, are good for you. So around the NFL, of course, uh, the big news yesterday was um, – Mr. Watson getting a six-game suspension. I saw a few Twitter accounts that said, well, if he only got uh, six games for what he did with 24 women, 25 women, uh, Alvin Kamara should only lose uh, one game uh, for fighting. <laughs> you know, I, it's interesting. ESPN had a good piece uh, that popped up this morning with some of the takeaways, and the judge could really only consider four cases, okay. four of the women. Oh, wow. That's who the NFL presented for whatever reason. They only presented four of the cases where the women came forward and were willing maybe to be a part of this particular in a, investigation. In other words, testify live yeah. in questions of that nature. Of course, uh, they settled 20 of them. Uh, how much cash was 23 involved? 23 of the four. Yeah. How, many was, how, many, how much cash was involved? Who knows? But uh, he had access to $230 million, which was guaranteed. So... Uh, Maybe he worked out an arrangement so much a month. Uh, who knows? Anyway, uh, elsewhere around uh, the Saints camp, uh, Saints, uh, people are pretty uh, adamant about them uh, playing well this year and winning more than their eight-and-a-half uh, designation. That's what uh, Las Vegas said, the Saints. Uh, winning eight-and-a-half games, of course, eight of them at home, eight on, eight on the road, and uh, they also play in Mario, London, 
as they take on the Vikings in about, uh, what, fourth or fifth game of the year, something of that uh, nature. I want to say October 7th or 8th, uh, something in that time frame. Yeah, and then also they uh, have their break, which is their break was usually around the second week in October. Yeah, and I think that was just a coincidence. And, but it happened. But, but it was often, and it was often around gumbo cookoff. That's right. Which was nice. Yeah. You know, where you didn't have that conflict going on. But not the case. Yeah, and the uh, chamber year. would uh, settle that uh, each year, having it around that time. So it uh, worked but, but out again, well. I'm sure it was. Uh, someone's got to have it in week 14. Yes. You know, someone has to have it in week four, or whatever the case is. Everyone would love it right at the midway point, uh, but it's just not going to happen that way. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Alvin Kamara's case, we were talking about him yesterday, delayed another 60 days. So uh, he, he was in Metairie yesterday. He. Um, was practicing as normal, uh, apparently, though his uh, people were in court, uh, again, getting a 60-day uh, delay. Yeah, and, um, of course, that brings it around October 1st, give or take a day or two, and uh, not sure what uh, day October 1st falls on, but, uh, well, like some, like the Twitter, <laughs> all these Twitter accounts, of course, it's all speculation. No, he only should get one game. Uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, the video doesn't lie, so... We'll see how that uh, turns out. Of course, uh, we don't know what initiated uh, the video. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll soon find out. Uh, I'll see where uh, uh, the PGA responded to uh, LIV Golf uh, and said it would uh, have $405 million in prize money uh, next year. And the PGA Tour announced a $428 million, uh, $0.6 million in prize money for the 22-23 season, plus another $145 million. In bonuses, I don't know if you saw the interview uh, that uh, Greg Norman gave. I'm trying to remember who he was speaking with uh, on Fox News, uh, talking about. I, I don't know what's his. Um, boy, he's just really down on the PGA right now. Uh, Greg Norman, maybe a local professional, PGA professional, Teddy Sliman might have a little bit more on that, but uh, kind of surprises me a little bit and. Uh, they've thrown more money at Tiger Woods too. I've heard as much as six and seven hundred yeah. million dollars. Just yeah. unbelievable to try to get him uh, to come in with those other uh, people and all. So uh, at this going. point in Tiger's career, why ruin your reputation? Yeah, pretty much. He's got I all mean, the money he needs. He's not sure how long he's going to even play at this point and how often he'll play. I, I wouldn't damage my reputation. Um, and again. Uh, yeah, I get the money, uh, certainly for folks who need it. Tiger does not need it, and I just can't imagine him um, do, going in that direction. Yeah, that, that'd be a big surprise, uh, of course. And he's still not uh, anywhere near 100%, that's for sure. Uh, that's going to come into play, too. Uh, but will Tiger, uh, I just I don't see him uh, doing that at all, Jeff. Uh, I just I don't see Tiger... Uh, taking that on so but in the meantime uh in the pgas uh, they, they're coming up on the uh i think next next month that of course this being uh, august they've got the fedex tournament which is a big uh paycheck for uh, whoever wins that tournament i think it's a winner take all type tournament so uh, whenever i even talked about the uh the uh french uh french uh, uh uh oh, oh man, it escapes me the bicycle race over in France. Tour de France. Yeah, the Tour de France, excuse me. Is that <laughs> anyway, thing still going on? It, I think it is. Uh, I didn't see where they had a winner, but usually it uh, ends up about now. So uh, 
We had never mentioned anything about that. Dodgers, Giants go at it tonight. Cardinals, Cubs tonight, too, in St. Louis. Uh, some big games in Major League Baseball. Uh, and uh, Trade number dead online this afternoon. That's right. Is it our time at 6, or is that Eastern time at More than six? likely Eastern. Anyway. Uh, Four games begin in large part. Yeah, and they've had a few trades. Uh, nothing of uh, the monster trades that everybody's waiting for. Soto to be moved from uh, Washington to from the Nationals to possibly, they're saying the Padres, Cardinals, uh, Yankees, Dodgers, uh, don't know who else is in those conversations. Have you heard anything additional to to those teams, uh, Jeff? Not necessarily. I think, you know, we talked off mic about uh, who's got the money, who can afford Soto at this point, and it's right. the Dodgers, maybe the Padres. Josh Hader um, yeah, yeah. was acquired by the Padres yesterday. They... they Changed, exchanged among other things, closers, Hater for the Brewers, and uh, the guy for uh, San Diego's whose name is escaping me. But it, he had twenty eight saves, Hater with twenty nine. So it right. doesn't. I mean, Hater. Obviously, you and I have seen Hater against yes. uh, Central Division teams uh, for the last couple of years. He's obviously solid. Had a little bit of a rough patch. Um, he did in mid to late July. He did. And so that may be part of the reason. Maybe he needs a change of pace. Uh, but the Brewers definitely seem to have gotten, in the long term, uh, the better end of that deal. Padres, though, uh, think their window's tightening up. Fernando Tatis Jr., apparently they're getting ready to uh, get him a rehab assignment, um, maybe in the minors, and then have him back for a September surge. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, Taylor Rogers, I think, is the yeah, yeah. the player you were thinking of from the Padres moving over to uh, uh, Milwaukee, the Brewers, for Josh Hader. And uh, uh, Hader's just uh, all he miss, uh, all he's misses is a change in constant uh, to, uh, to, from Hader to Hader. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, he was pitching quite well, like you said, until he got lit up in the last couple of games. I think giving up uh, eight or nine earned runs in a third of an inning. So, I think uh, his ERA went from – Minuscule. Point something to four points something. Yeah, you know? it did. That it did. So, in uh, that trade, uh, like you said, uh, it's pretty much a washout. But the other big, some of the other big uh, names uh, that are coming up right now, I know you uh, feel that you might lose your catcher. The Cubs losing uh, uh, their fine player, too. Uh, I'm not I'm, so I'm sure. I'm almost surprised at this point that it hasn't been consummated. Okay. Which gives me some thought. Maybe they're uh, going to keep them. And you know, I've talked about this. You can't continue to be a seller. At some point, you need to build on that foundation yeah. if you're going to uh, rebuild. And so, I'd like to think. Um, you know, and and again, where, where have the conversations been between Contreras and the Cubs as far as re-signing him? Right. You know, if that doesn't look good, that's when you get rid of a player and try and take advantage. If you don't right. think he's going to be with you next year, not much use to you this year. Uh, the playoffs aren't in place. So you try and get some value for him. Maybe they've had some constructive talks with Wilson uh, that keeps him in Chicago long term. I'd, I'd I'd be happy to see that. Well, the teams uh, that are most in uh, con- I guess conversation: the Rays, the Astros, the Guardians. Well, Astros the Astros traded for a catcher yeah, yesterday. Yeah, they did. So they should take them off the list. So on Monday, Astros acquired yeah Christian uh, Vasquez, a better defensive catcher than they say than Contreras. But you know uh, the Cardinals aren't going to bench <laughs> Yadier Molina. So uh, the Mets, despite the league's worst uh, OPS from uh, their backstops, 
also like the defense. So, uh, and the Rays, who knows? They might be in for that. Uh, there are other talk of predictions around the league. Uh, Josh Bell, the first baseman with the Nationals. You know, here they are. They won a, na- a world championship uh, three years ago, and they just – they're just unloading everybody. Uh, Remind you of the Marlins? Yeah, yeah the twice. Marlins did it twice. You know, is Hap on the uh, on the also the trading block for the Cubs? He has been rumored. Um, and again, I go into that same situation with Contreras. Um, see what his uh, thoughts are in staying with Chicago. They both were well received in that last home game in Chicago before they hit the West Coast and. Uh, again, weren't going to be back in Chicago until after the trade deadline. And, you know, the, the expectations were that he'd probably be shipped, but it hasn't happened yet, and I'm still holding out hope. Yeah, just a lot of talk with the trade talk. And, uh, of course, us being baseball purists uh, happens uh, every year. So uh, we see players move around and teams unload and reset again. And uh, just the story of the game, Jeff, and it always has taken place. Uh, as far back as I can recall, uh teams especially uh, teams that have uh, some pretty good gates and that's what it comes down to uh, with regards to some of these teams that uh, attendance at these games it gives them some extra cash to play with and they look for players and uh, so uh, with that uh, we'll see what uh, transpires in the next few days uh, or I should say by this evening uh, tomorrow we'll probably have a, more reports on that. Uh, Curious if anybody has done the analysis uh People who have traded because they think they have a shot at the postseason. How many players have made a true impact on the team down the stretch and in the postseason? Certainly I can think uh, for the Cubs uh, when they got uh, Aramis Ramirez. Yes. um, Definitely seemed to have an impact on the Cubs uh, down the stretch. But you never know for sure. But certainly he had his good moments there. Yeah. But I can think of, and I know the Cubs obviously the best, where it hasn't happened since. I mean, in 17, they went for Quintana, who the Cardinals just traded for. Yes. Cubs gave away Eloy Jimenez uh, and others to get Quintana. That didn't pay off. 2018, it was uh, the closer. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. The one with the stupid. Yeah, the Kittle. Yeah, Kittle, yeah. And uh, down the stretch, he blew games against the Cardinals. Uh, We gave away the division title, ended up going to the wild card. Cardinals won the division, and we lost that one stupid wild card game. Uh, That's right. So, yeah, it it, it doesn't always pay off. Uh, 19 and 20, you know, in 20... I'm trying to think if there there must have been some sort of trade deadline, but it was such an unusual yeah, short yeah, season. The, yeah, with the COVID. No, uh, I know with the going back with the Cardinals picking up Holiday during the course of the year back in '08, and then uh, Will Clark a little a f- a few years, and Mark McGuire uh, was a pickup during the middle of the season. So the Cardinals uh, have done that, uh, but 440 million that. Uh, Soto turned down. Uh, I just don't think. Uh, of course, the Cardinals lost out in Albert Pujols. Uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't say trade wars and free agency. Uh, they offered him $200 million, but uh, Pujols took the 240 from the Angels and moved on for 10 years and played a little bit with the Dodgers late last year. I'm sure he helped them a little bit. But, uh, you know, once he left St. Louis, he never hit 300 again. Yeah. And he did drive in 100 runs, so two, three, possibly four times with the Angels. But uh, never that, that 326 uh, lifetime average uh, when he left uh, St. Louis is now in the 290s. 297 maybe he's hitting about 220 235 maybe somewhere in there this year with six dingers so um 
It only starts against left-handed pitchers. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. By, by the way, I have to correct myself. Instead of Ramos Ramirez, he was a third baseman uh, right. from uh, almost a decade ago. Araldis Chapman is the pitcher I was thinking. For Who's some with the reason, Yankees now? He's back. He, and he made it clear. Came to the Cubs uh, in 2016, did what he had to do, and made it clear he'd be heading back to New York uh, if they wanted him. And yeah. you knew they wanted him, so sure. it was just a matter. That, that was something I was kind of hoping would happen with the Cubs last year. Um, we lose those three, uh, Jock Peterson, but not as much of a connection there. But the other three, uh, thinking, hoping, okay, you get traded, but signed back as a free agent. But uh, apparently th- that's why the Cubs traded him, because they didn't think they wanted to come back. And Rizzo is just tearing the cover oh, off the ball. hit another homer last night. You know, and along with Matt Carpenter, who <laughs> played for six or seven, eight years with the Cardinals. I don't know if he hit 200 last year, and he's hitting three-plus right and now. Every time, and I told you I watch a lot of Yankee games because of Rizzo and my girlfriend being a Rizzo fan, too. Uh, but uh, Matt Carpenter is... And queuing it down the right field line. I don't know if he used to do that for St. Louis, uh, uh, He was pretty much a pull hitter, but uh, he could spray the ball a little bit. Uh, led the league in doubles one year with 55, uh, 56 back it. in the day. But I just, uh, it's amazing how he uh, <laughs> just shake my head. You know, I, he come up to the plate in the last couple of years. And I go, okay, uh, they'll get him on a down and away slider. And he, he'd go for it uh, almost every time. So played at TCU. I remember watching him play in college. Would you believe he weighed 240 in, in wow, college? Yeah, he lost all that now. weight. Yeah, he might, he's probably a 200-pounder, maybe 6'2 or so. So anyway, uh, but baseball, trade deadlines, uh, we'll have a lot more on that uh, tomorrow. Uh, all I know for sure is if the Yankees are in Houston for the postseason, my friends at ESPN better hook us up like they did for the World <laughs> Series in 2019. Truck, if you're listening. Yeah, if he's listening, you're right about that. So uh, anyway, uh, baseball trading deadline today at 6, uh, probably uh, 5 o'clock our time. We'll see what happens uh, in that regard. Uh, you know, we talked a little golf earlier, and Tiger Woods turned down an offer in the neighborhood of 700 to $800 million, uh, when approached uh, to join the LIV uh, golf, Greg Norman says. And Woods turned down that offer between six, seven hundred or seven, eight hundred million. Uh, to it was confirmed by uh, Greg Norman. Norman appearing on an episode uh, of of all people, Tucker Carlson tonight on LIV golf. Approached Woods, fifteen-time major champion, uh, before he was named the new circuit CEO and commissioner of uh, LIV and. He was out there, and uh, Norman told uh, Fox News that during an interview that took place at the past weekend that LIV Golf, uh, in an invitational series event at Trump National Golf uh, Club, uh, looked Tiger, uh, need a needle mover, a needle mover. So, of course, you uh, got to look at the best of the best. $700 million. But like you said, uh, Woods among the most outspoken supporters of the PJ Tour during its ongoing battle with LIV Golf. Uh, for the best players of the world last month's Open Championship, St. Andrews Wood said he supported the RNA's decision not to invite Norman, a two time winner, to the event to the 150th celebration of the uh, Open RNA. I guess it's a Rawl and uh, uh, what's the other word for Rawl and uh, I guess it's St. Andrews, but uh, Norman wasn't invited, so. Uh, Maybe that's why, but he's he's just got something in against the PGA uh, membership. What I don't know. Uh, I think he still calls Florida home, even though he's a native Australian. Um, so anyway, time will tell with that too. Uh, maybe when uh, 
our PGA professional comes in, and we can see what his thoughts were in that regard. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our first break, uh, Jeff. We've got a lot more to talk about here on Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, August the 2nd. Uh, you're listening to FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy-guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go to AnswerToPain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there this Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for sports. No bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on August the 2nd, Tuesday. And uh, couldn't think of the word ancient, but I got a little text telling me we're all in ancient RNA. So uh, thank you, Box. Appreciate it. Anyway, uh, if there had been a wager uh, yesterday, you know, we talked just moments about it, about a which Saints player we get in the first scuffle of the training camp. And uh, Trevor Pennington would have been the odds-on choice. The rookie left tackle arrived in the NFL from Northern Iowa and with a reputation as one of the most aggressive physical players in college football. Saints director of college uh, scouting Jeff Ireland uh, cited Pennington's really nasty, aggressive, and a violent nature among the attributes that led to the Saints taking him with the uh, 19th pick in the draft. Uh, so uh, no surprise, absolutely no one. And when Pennington started a fight midway through the Saints' first padded uh, practice in training camp on Monday, 
extracurricular uh, shove into Peyton Turner's chest, spurred the second uh, year defensive end to violently uh, club Pennington's arm and launch a series of haymakers at his head before teammate Ethan uh, Greenridge, uh, Greenridge rather, intervened. And uh, normally the laid-back Turner fired three punches into Pennington's face mask and helmet uh Anyway, it's football set and unapologetic uh, Pennington afterward. It's tough uh, game for tough people. We just uh, competitors competing. And uh, with that, uh, Pennington's coaches agreed. Head coach Dennis Allen and offensive line coach Doug Marone uh, downplayed the incident. Neither felt the need to address the incident with Pennington or worried that the emotion rookie might be crossing the line into dirty, undisciplined play. In fact, Marone's uh, praised Pennington in it's, intensity. I think it's Penning. Yeah. Penning, Penning, you're, you're right. Pennington, yeah, I'm thinking of Chad Pennington. Yeah, the quarterback. You're right. It's it's Penning. You're correct. I stand corrected. And in, uh, in intensity, uh, the ultimate compliment compared to take no prisoners playing style. Uh, former Saints All-Pro guard Jabari Evans, who is serving as a coaching intern with the team. Uh, I'd seen a story where uh, he was looking to get back into football in some capacity. And it's a fine line, as Marone said. Uh, We don't want to take the uh, bite out of this guy, but we've got to be smart about it, uh, too, where it doesn't hurt the team. So uh, Yesterday, I'm not sure if it was uh, yesterday morning or during Tesh Matters, I talked about those helmet pads that they're wearing. They are. two, Two things came to me. Just a moment ago, I finally realized what they remind me of. You've seen um, those uh, sumo, sumo wrestler uh, padded. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're and right. They wear the, that's what those. Helmets, How about with uh, the dogs, too? You know, with the police wearing all of that equipment yeah, you know, when right. they're training dogs how to bite and take down. But, uh, but, but I brought it up yesterday because uh, one person's concerned that because they've got this added protection now. They may get used to using their helmets, be a little more aggressive during camp, and then forget that they don't have that added protection right. during a regular season. So uh, two thoughts there. Got a caller on the line. Uh, hi, you're on Bayou Sports. Hey, uh, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, those uh, those little uh, helmet pads, too, I've been reading a lot of the players uh, really don't like them because as practice uh, progresses, they become pretty pretty wet and they get real heavy. Um, well, you know, so it's, it's like a real thick foam type thing, but it's it's not uh, not water resistant, so to speak. You know? So, but it's everybody's got to do it at certain positions. So I, I guess, um, as you said, though, I did hear that concern too. Is that um, uh, you know, you I guess it's like conditioning your body to the heat. You know, you kind of. Uh, getting a few blows in camp, and then all of a sudden uh, you, you don't have that, and then you get the first regular season game, and you may see a few guys getting dinged up and, and kind of kind of dazed um, for sure. But um, no, uh, with Tre- Trevor Penning, uh, uh, Tony, I, I, he he reminds me a lot, and it's look he, uh, three 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 practices or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but I think he'll remind uh, Saints fans of minus the long flowing locks. But he's going to be—he's um, going to be Kyle Turley 2.0. Uh, he, he, you know, Kyle Turley played with a mean streak. He did. You might remember that. Yeah, that game um, Just when a, we, uh, you was know, it the Jets? The 9/11. The, yeah, when he flew, flung the helmet across, you know, the field. Right. And but he was protecting his quarterback. That's you know, right. The guy was piling on, um, and uh, and that's the that's the job of an offensive lineman. You know, at all costs. Uh, protect your quarterback so and and it looks like you know he's working primarily on the left side right now 
Um, he uh, that's what he played in college, but all indications coming out of the draft were that he was going to move to the to a right tackle position. But of course, you have an All Pro in Ryan Ramchek, and and, and you're trying to replace an All Pro in uh, Teron Armstead. So if he can adapt, um, now I've seen you know mixed uh, you know mixed mixed results in the first couple of days. He's got beat a couple times, but on that particular one, I saw the clip. And he just stoned Peyton Turner. Now, Peyton Turner's been having a heck of a camp. He, he's been getting in the backfield a lot. And, um, you know, this he just he stonewalled him. So Turner was frustrated, and he threw the, the first punch. Now, you know, Penny retaliated and went, yes. went back after him. And, and um, the thing is, in a real game, you know, no doubt. Now, if ref may have seen Turner throw the first punch, but you know how it is. Sure. The guy who retaliates always gets caught. Correct. And um, and anytime there's punches thrown, you're leaving yourself open for uh, for ejection from the game. So, um, but his his thing was he always played not not until the whistle, but through the whistle. And in the NFL, he's gonna have to be real real careful about that because he did. I think he did draw draw 13 penalties each of his last two seasons at Northern Iowa. So that's. Um, that's a lot, <laughs> you know. That's yeah, a, you don't want that's one of those third and ones turn into a third and sixteen. That's for sure. So, uh, but yeah. the aggressiveness he's showing, uh, he's the willingness to play and play hard. Uh, those are good okay. signs. So those are good signs, and you can always hopefully uh, have him uh, control to when that whistle blows. That's it, ball game. You know, let's go back to well, the huddle. Yeah, and, and, you know, he's really got some good mentors in that, you know, you were talking about Jari Evans, and that's going to be a great uh, addition. He's, he's of, course, of course, one of the uh, – this new incentive to hire my or, uh, let uh, minorities intern right. with uh, with teams have aspirations of being coaches. And uh, Jari Evans was a, re- was a really good Pro Bowl player, you know, and uh, uh, not to mention just really good with technique. Now, he was a guard, but, you know, he, he knows offensive line, but – but Penning was saying in his post-practice interview that really having Zach Streif as the offensive line coach, along with Doug Marone, but Zach Streif, he said every day, teaches him something new. And, um, and of course, Zach Streif was a you know right tackle for the Saints and a really uh, a guy who was a, probably an overachiever, you know, uh, just played really hard and got the most out of his ability. So um, I think he's going to end up being a, good, a pretty good player for the Saints, man. I, I uh, I think when we look back, this, this is going to be a good draft. I mean, um, I'm a little concerned so far that the offense really has – again, this is this is what I'm reading. Uh, but the defense has just been stone, stonewalling the offense in, in almost every practice. And uh, the reports are that Paulson Adebo is just unbelievable. That's, I've I, seen that. I'm, I'm number- looking at an article in him right now. He's just what a what a great year he had last year. Just with Saints trade for a cornerback yeah. and hardly play him. And uh, Adebo's in the mix for everything right now. No, we we went so far from having Eli Apple there at that position two years ago, <laughs> and then when Adebo was drafted, you know he he really hadn't played in a year because he had set out his senior season um, and. Um, uh, most of it, anyway, and um, he, um, you know, I was pleasantly surprised at, at his first rookie year. But man, if he progresses like this, and he's got good size, good range, um, him and Marshawn Lattimore, that that's man. You, then you throw in, you know, CD Deuce and and uh, um, you know, hopefully Tyron Matthew. I hope this personal thing doesn't you know linger on too much, but because uh, they they do need to get some 
communication back there. It's a bunch of new faces. Uh, so I think it's important that they, they have that, um, some reps together. But of course, with Matthew being a veteran, I think, you know, it should be fine. But anyway, um, that, that's about all I got. But well, you know, I, I really don't think Camaro's going to see any suspension at all this year. I, I, I think with this new, uh, postponement again, now you're looking in, into the season. Uh, I, I just think it's going to end up being one of these things where it's settled uh, either let, you know during the season, but the suspension happens next year, or they may postpone the the hearing until the season's over with. Um, but uh, so, you know, and, and then that would give the Saints obviously you know time to prepare uh, next year if they feel you know unless one of these rookies or young players develop. You know, I mean. You're right. I know how you know running back is kind of a devalued position now as far as in the draft. It's yeah. rare you see him going to the round for sure. Um, and then so, you know the young man from Baylor, the free agent signee from Baylor, uh, they said has looked pretty good too at uh, preseason practice. So uh, you know, you know the yeah, Saints have always found uh, running backs uh, not necessarily in the draft. And the first one that comes to mind is Pierre Thomas. I mean, what a great back he was for the Saints. Oh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I was watching, again, some clips from practice, and, and actually who looked good. Now, you know, he, he, he he's the third oldest, oldest running back in the NFL right now, but Mark Ingram looks like he's got a little burst back. You know, he, he, um, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't used a lot last year, so his legs may not be as weary as a lot of 33-year-olds. Uh, so, um, you know, he and, and he is, you know, capable of, of, of of carrying a load for a couple of games if that was necessary. True. So that's true. We'll, we'll see. Um, it's all going to come down to who can play special teams on the, for that yeah. running back position. Dwayne Washington. Um, yeah, didn't he go down with an injury yesterday? I want to say he might have been Washington. injured yesterday. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't see that. But um, hopefully, it, it's nothing serious. Uh, and also, the encouraging news coming out is that Adam Troutman is actually catching the football. Um, <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! You know, that would, yeah, that would be a, a, a blessing, and you know for sure if he can come around uh, and, and progress because he has all the tools. You know, he does. A, a matter of, uh, of being consistent and not dropping the ball. But um, okay, well, uh, yeah, but I, but I, I do think Saints fans are going to love in Trevor Penning style of play and, and uh you know you, you the the <laughs> those big nasties kind of get get um, lost in the shuffle sometimes but uh you need them and it's a fine line between you know the, the the playing hard and playing dirty but but um but i, I think he's going to end up being a fan favorite for his hustle and it, that's a big dude too i tell you what he, oh yeah he's really Oh, he's, he'll block out the sun. One shell square, he could be the uh, the component to it. So uh, he's big old well, big old guy. Six seven three twenty. You remember how how big Willie Rofe was? I mean, it's yeah. like oh, yeah. unless, he, he was barrel chested though, just a big barrel like Ogeron, like Coach O. He's big barrel chested Willie Rofe. Boy, he got big yeah, too. Unless the speed rusher could get around him with that first step, he it was basically impossible to. to you know, he was just so, so big. He was just a huge man. Yeah. And, and um, out of high school, he weighed two twenty five when he went up to Ruston yeah, to play for Tech. He wasn't big at all. He was six four, but two twenty five. And put on all that he, weight. He wanted. Yeah, he wanted to play basketball. That's I mean, right. That was his aspiration. That's uh, right. But yeah, it's amazing sometimes how, how 
how you know players can transform their uh, their bodies if they put the work in. You know, and and uh, but all right, guys. Uh, all right. Yeah, the uh, the whole that, that that feud goes back to a long time, Tony. For with Greg Norman years ago wanted to to uh, start a world tour. Uh, before the PGA Tour kind of evolved into that anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to kind of consolidate the European Tour and the PGA Tour. And the commissioner back then, um, oh, God, I'm, I'm throwing a blank. But it might have been Dean Beeman, but, it, but I'm not sure. All but right. he was totally against the idea. And that's why, you know, Greg Norman just for the last 30 years has hold, held his grudge against the um, the PGA Tour. So okay. uh, it's uh, – but it was something that just built up over the past year or two. It's it's been there. It's just now getting more publicity with the LIV. I take it. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, because it, it it they've been having this you know idea for a couple of years now, and, and they were it was just a matter of trying to find their um, takers. You know, uh-huh. obviously they tried Jack first, which was you know stupid because Jack was going to never do it. Um, and Tiger, you know, also obviously had the integrity to pass it up. So they need to kind of their 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 spokesperson the guy, and that was that was Phil. And then Phil, about a year ago, came out and, and made some disparaging remarks against the Saudis. And then all of a sudden, they 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 were like, oh no, you know, this is supposed to be out because this has been in the works for a long, long time. But okay. Phil's gambling problem, you know, really led to him having to kind of recant what he said and eat his words and then support, you know, because he needed the money. You know, he, 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 oh, he was okay. the, 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 you know, debt. So uh, once they got him, then kind of all the dominoes fell into place. But I still think it's going to be short-lived. What I think will happen, the PGA Tour will um, probably, con- you know, I don't know what they consolidate or, or absorb them, but they'll they'll probably work something out with some of these events and, and and they'll probably get some ideas or some input from the players Teddy and I talked about it last night I think one of the one of the things that's coming out is you know is is that these players um you can't guarantee everybody in the field a check that's sure. ridiculous I mean uh you know yeah that's where the game is based on you make a cut you make you, you, you know you, you earn your living but what the PGA Tour could do is maybe help the players especially the fringe players with some of these expenses so if the tour would say okay at X Every stop, we're going to have a hotel set up, and the caddies can stay at this hotel. So you don't have to pay, or the caddies don't have to pay for hotel rooms. We'll feed them. We'll give you, we'll we'll say, and pay their salary, the caddy salaries. You know, and, uh, most of them, uh, they get a percentage of the winnings, but there's also a, a weekly, it's usually between uh, five to $700 a week that they make, you know, just to carry the bags, and uh-huh. they get a percentage of the winnings. So if the tour were to come out and, and, and help cover the caddy salaries, I think that that would help the players tremendously, you know, and maybe even travel expenses, you know, because cause it, it, for, for fringe players, it can definitely uh, become, you know, where you have to, you're, you're, you're having to make cuts to make, to, to just to make, to break even. And, and then you start putting a lot of pressure on yourself because it's like, well, if I don't you know, if, if I don't make a cut, I might lose money this week and all that. So it's you know, the established players; it's not a problem. But but I think the young the, the young guys coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour, it 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 can provide. You know, they, the tour could do better in helping them with some of the um, related expenses. And I think I think there'll be some good things to come out of it. But um, but I don't think it'll ever be a viable 
Uh, tour on its own. You know? Okay. All right. Anyway, sorry to take so much time. That's all right. Appreciate uh, you to call, as always, and uh, your, your uh, right. uh, knowledge of it, uh, which we're limited, uh, I can assure you. Anyway, appreciate you, Box Score, and uh, uh-huh, have all a right. good day. Anyway, uh, with that, uh, Jeff, uh, just uh, something that uh, moves on. So we'll see LIV. Uh, they're still hacking away at it, and, boy, what the paychecks uh, they're bringing in right now. So it's uh, quite um, – Quite a new uh, new era for golf, and uh, competition brings out the best in people. So uh, we'll see how that all plays out. Anyway, let's – yeah, go ahead. If you did miss last night's edition of Chip Shots, it is up on our website, king1240.com. You can check out uh, last night's show and uh, several previous shows on the Chip Shots page at king1240.com. It is. So let's go ahead and take a break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy, or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there this Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for sports. No bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, with that, uh, you know, uh, high school football is right around the corner, too. We'll hopefully uh, have some more info on our, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, our seven parish teams. Uh, is that is that my accurate? For LHSAA, now Assembly, what it used to be known as Assembly Christian. Yeah. Uh, they play in a, uh, I'm not going to say a lesser league, but it's a, a private, smaller school. It's a private yeah. league, isn't it? A private uh, league, maybe? Eight-man eight, eight eight football. Eight-man football, yeah. Yeah, and they also, it's not Mainly a, religious-based schools. Yeah, it's not uh, a name change by that uh, affiliation. It's not assembly uh, uh, Christian. I think they go by another name today. Excuse me for... Uh, 
my uh we're, we're old school man yeah it's, it's i know, I know. everything is this the old that the old this you know oh yeah anyway high school football right around the corner and i know some of the uh, local publications papers uh, putting out prognostications and uh information on a lot of our teams in the area so uh i know i've seen one for catholic high and uh I uh, think there was another one out for Nish and Lorville, of course, defending state champ Westgate. Uh, I think I've seen some uh, some publications uh, with their uh, information on there uh, looking for Highland. I think that's to come along with uh, uh, Delcom and Lorville, so and Generate for that matter. So uh, anyway, high school football right around the corner. Uh, it's always good to get out and support your local high school team. So uh, I. Uh, uh, b- big years for uh, coming hope for some of our schools in the area. So uh, high school football right around the corner. And professional football, August the 4th, Thursday night, uh, two nights from now. So excited. Yeah, about uh, about uh, 56 hours or so, 58 hours or you so. Know, I, I, I say this all the time. Well, I say it more and more the more I witness preseason football. You, you anticipate it. Yeah, you're excited uh, that the black and gold are uh, suiting up, and then you realize how lame those preseason games are, and it's like, okay, now I gotta wait. I can't wait for the re- regular season to oh, begin. Oh yeah, oh, it's like, just. Uh, uh, you know. Yeah, you're right. The, the, you know, you're excited for the games. I got a buddy, man. He's chewing on a bit right now. He can't it's, wait. It's for a good excuse football. to gather as friends. Yes. and enjoy a night. That's but, right. Uh, that's don't don't. Don't have overly great expectations about the type of football you're going to see. Maybe you see a few rookies and, and see a little of what they can do. But when your coach isn't trying to necessarily win the game, but yet insert pieces to the puzzle, it just it, it's a different taste altogether. It is. But, but again, you know, it, it is uh, an excuse for uh, folks to gather, have a libation or two. Yeah, and you know, with uh, w- with... High school football and professional football, uh, college football, too, is not that far off. We're talking, what, four weeks maybe? Three from uh, this Saturday. Yeah. Or and uh, Thursday, even. Yeah, I saw, saw something that uh, I noticed with uh, UL, and we hadn't talked much about uh, them or the Tigers, but uh, with UL Lafayette, I think, uh, of course, a new era for the Cajuns. Uh, Michael Desimo, New Iberia native, uh, is going to be coaching the uh, Cajuns this year and uh, has a ton of core parts. I think he's got 11 or 12 starters coming back. He's got a quarterback battle going on right now. Uh, with um, and uh, a new um, offensive line, the secondary looks like a strength, and uh, and they they've got some opportunities there to uh, keep it keep it going. Uh, of course, I think they were thirteen and one last year with the bowl win over Marshall. Uh, the countdown to the regular season continues here, so for the Cajuns, and uh, hopefully uh, uh, Trey Amos is uh, one that. Uh, uh, a lot of people are talking about uh, he, the Cajuns had their defense was backfield was really stacked last year. Trey, uh, who is they say he made on man coverage, it's hard to get rid of him. So uh, he should vault up uh, and see a lot more playing time. Uh, he uh, limited receivers in his coverage over the years, uh, recorded five pass breakups last season, uh, despite being targeted very little with that kind of production from a full time role. Uh, a role, I should say. Uh, Trey should uh, see rise up in the rankings for the Cajuns. And also, uh, we look to see him have a, a really good year. Braylon Trahan, the the safety on that team, who's really the glue on that uh, backfield, uh, 
anyway, we'll see how uh, he's an example of free-raging safety. Uh, he's got a lot of opportunity. Uh, he's got one final go uh, for the Cajuns, so he's another one. Uh, another New Iberian native, Peter LeBlanc, uh, one half of the talented pair returning uh, pass catchers in uh, for the Cajuns. Uh, Peter wins. Uh, from anywhere on the field, he's long and lean, yet loses nothing with his 6'2 frame, right at about 190 pounds. The ball worked on his hands last season, progressing through the year. And his ability to line up on offense and play dividends for the Cajuns is going to be important. Michael Jefferson, also the other uh, wide receiver, a big play receiver. I think he averaged over 20 yards a catch for the Cajuns last year. And uh, he could be a dominant force for him along uh, with Andre Jones, who was with Coach Desimo over in New Orleans for the media day. Uh, he's filling a void left by um, Manak. Uh, Jones could see a massive uptick in production. The big old guy, uh, he did have six sacks and nine and a half total tackles for loss uh, from the edge. Uh, A.J. Gilly, a guard, the lone returning starter on the offensive line, anchors extremely youthful unit. Uh, could be a sore spot, but uh, I think uh, Coach Desmo's got some likely candidates to fill those spots. And, of course, Napier took a couple offensive linemen with him uh, in that uh, – and uh, Shane Vallow along with Osiris Terrence. Uh, Terrence, I think, was uh, on the uh, sports writers' uh, all-ACC first team, so you know how good of a player he was. Elsewhere for the Cajuns, of course, Chris Smith, just uh, what a great quick returner, and uh, also we'll see a lot more time in the backfield since uh, the young man, Montreal, was it uh, Johnson, that left uh, the Cajuns uh, to go with Coach uh, Napier over to Florida. Zion Hill. Another, uh, I think it's his last year, he was a team leader in sacks for the Cajuns and tackles for loss. So Zion uh, looking for another big year for him. Hopefully he'll remain healthy and all for the Cajuns. And uh, he's back for another all Sunbelt time of year. Elsewhere, uh, uh, another safety, Cam. And I've got to watch me if I can get through this. <laughs> Petaclesco, uh, Clue, uh He's a standout for the Cajuns uh, from Lafayette, so he brings uh, a lot more savvy to the backfield. And finally, uh, Eric Gara, the cornerback, who's the strength of the team. And they mentioned uh, they could be the strength. The defensive backfield could be the strength of this team, but the three New Iberia uh, natives uh, from Catholic High, uh, Trey Amos, Peter LeBlanc, and Zion Hill. So uh, the Cajuns uh, look to uh, continue their advancement. And I don't think they play a team on their schedule like Texas last year, that uh, the Cajuns can't, uh, can't just take down everybody. Uh, got some new teams coming into the uh, Sun Belt. We'll see what Coach Desimo has in store, but uh, everything's looking pretty good right now, Jeff, for the Cajuns. Yeah, taking a look at the schedule, uh, like you say, uh, not not any, you know, Rice is uh, one of their non-district uh, opponents this year. Uh, but no, uh, like you say, Texas is uh, big yeah. schools like that. And it's not always easy to schedule those kind of games. Um, and they probably, they wouldn't have had a home-and-home home with Texas. No, I don't think so. I, was, I hate to say it like this. It's more of a money game for the Cajuns. I don't know what Texas ended up uh, throwing the Cajuns uh uh, monetary should have thrown them a big party because that was one of their few wins. Yeah, and and it really was their most quality win considering how the Cajuns went on the rest of the year. Yeah, you're right about that. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a seven figure payday. How much uh, into the seven figures? Uh, don't know, but uh, 
I'd say anywhere from a million to two million dollars. And somebody knows, give us a call three six seven twelve forty. Of course, the area code three three seven. But I'm pretty sure it was a pretty big payday for the Cajuns. And uh, I know the big thing. And Coach Indes talked about it too. He attended a few of their games last year. Of course, he's got three of his former pupils yeah. on that team. Uh, his big uh, concern, and not less concern, but uh, the students just never would arrive at the games. Great tailgating and all, but just never could fill the stadium. And that was one of his concerns. You know, they'd be 15, 18, 20, 22,000. And that was one thing he said, you know, here we got a team that's just blowing the socks off, and uh, we can't get 30,000 people in the seats. I remember that was a big concern for him. You know, when those fans are bigger Tiger fans, they want to – do, whether it's a home versus home game or just watching the game on TV, people aren't LSU fans. Oh yeah, and and you know it, it's going to take some ridiculous championship run to really make it happen. Yeah, I just think they've got to they've got to knock off one of the big boys. I don't yes. know if that's uh, but there's nobody on the schedule this year to call that in demand. So uh, Eastern Michigan, come on, man. Oh, yeah. Great great turf out of the at least that's at Cajun Field. Okay. Uh, Eastern Michigan's coming down here. And, but that is a terrible great turf that they have artificial, of course. That is bad as the blue up in Boise State, huh? No, you know, you know what's weird? <laughs> have you ever seen like you're black and white, but they colorize certain things. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like watching a game on that. You okay. think you're watching it in black and white, but then the players are in color. Oh, I hear it's, you. It's weird. Yeah, I, that, you're right. That looks like it's pretty weird uh, in that transformation. So, uh, anyway, but the Cajuns this year looking to uh, keep it rolling. And the coach uh, in New Iberia native, Michael Desimo. And uh, right now he's got, his, uh, he's got his ducks in a row. And somebody said, well, how you get ducks in a row? <laughs> Just a figure of speech, folks. Have you ever watched ducklings follow their mama? <laughs> that's, that's, right. what it's, that's what we're talking about here. Sure. Anyway, but uh, we'll see how uh, things go for the Cajuns with uh, the three new Iberian natives on the team. I, I'm trying to think if there was anyone else. Uh, of, uh, of course, the two Jacobs uh, uh, twins from Lorville, I think, are also will be on the Cajun team this year. Don't know if they'll see any action at all, if they might be redshirt candidates. But uh, I understand uh, they're, they'll be on the Cajun squad this year and this fall. So uh, a lot of local ties uh, along with um, I think there's a big tackle out of uh, Erath that's also on the Cajun team. And I'm trying to think if there's anyone else in the local area uh, from either New Iberia or Westgate. Can't recall anyone, but uh, – and we'll see as the year progresses. Uh, we'll try to stay in touch and uh, see with Coach Desmo's uh, Cajuns coming off a 13-1 year and uh, kind of keep one eye over in Florida and see how Coach Napier does, too, in that regard. And uh, when one final thought, maybe before we go to another break, and today in sports history is uh, we'll keep an eye on Coach Indes over in Lakeshore, see how his teams will do during the course of the year, too. There you go. Anyway, you listen to Kane Radio, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, we'll be back with more with Today in Sports History on Bayou Sports right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on this Tuesday, August the 2nd, for today in sports history, August the 2nd, 1864. I can't believe this took place during the Civil War, but this was up in New York, Saratoga. The Saratoga Race Course, America's oldest thoroughbred racetrack, opens its inaugural season and meet with racing of four days during that week. And that 1864, you think uh, the people up in the north... Uh, uh, weren't maybe uh, watching, uh, keeping an eye on what was taking place in Virginia and on down south. But anyway, 1864, Saratoga opens its uh, racetrack. 1907, Walter the Big Train Johnson begins his uh, career at 19, his 21-year career, Baseball Hall of Famer. He got into action. Of course, it was a 3-2 to two loss to Detroit. 18, uh, 1921, excuse me. After three hours of deliberation, a Chicago jury acquits the eight Chicago White Sox accused of the Black Sox scandal. And the next day, Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis says, you're out of baseball for the rest of your lives. Of course, that was for the 1919 World Series. But Kennesaw Mountain Landis uh, came back as they were acquitted that day. If you ever saw the movie Eight Men Out, pretty they tried to keep it pretty realistic in that regard uh, with a little... Uh, twos and froze, but uh, the eight players, uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, uh, never played uh, Major League Baseball again. Yeah, that was a shame. Yeah, uh, certainly was. Joe Jackson, uh, the third leading hitter ever in Major League Baseball. I think he had a three fifty six average after Cobb and uh, Hornsby. Elsewhere, uh, in 1938, the Major League Baseball conducts his first test of bright yellow baseballs during the Dodger Cardinal doubleheader. And, uh, of course, the song, uh, You Wonder Where the Yellow Went, that was a song by the Jumping Jacks back in the 50s. Oh, Lord. And uh, I think Pepsi did, used it in their commercials back in the day uh, with You Wonder <laughs> Where the, the Toothbrush and the uh, uh, a toothpaste, I should say. Anyway, in 1952, a 17-year-old future world champion, Floyd Patterson, wins a gold medal in the middleweight division at the Helsinki Olympic Games with a first-round knockout of a Romanian by the name of Vazio Tita. Elsewhere in 1959, Boston Braves outfielder Bill Br- Bruton 
Hits three triples and 11-6 win versus the Cardinals. Two of them bases loaded for the first time in the 20th century. Three triples in a game. That That's the hat trick, I guess, uh, some sort of. Elsewhere in 1959, future Hall of Famer and first baseman Willie McCovey hits his first of his 521 Major League home runs in a Giants 5-3 to win over the Pirates. He also, I think, was a rookie of the year that year. He hit 354 in the limited number of games, around 50 to 60 games that year. 1961, the St. Louis Cardinals, that's the football Cardinals, beat the Toronto Argonauts in the CFL 36-7 in an exhibition game at Toronto. Didn't know that game ever existed. What year? 1961. Okay, well, that was before my time. But, but it seemed like the... But uh, I, I would have thought I would have heard about it. Yeah, you're right. Point. You're right. Uh, a competitive, the NFL versus the CFL. And uh, I wonder what rules they played under. Did they play on 110? Well, they played in Toronto, so I'm guessing their field, their rules. Yeah. Anyway, you're right. In 1967, on this date, the II, the first ever preseason game, the New Orleans Saints lose to the Rams 16-7 to at Anaheim Stadium. The first of six preseason games in those days. And guess what? The Saints went 5-1 and one in that year yeah. in preseason. Everybody's yeah. thinking Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can remember those games uh, that year in 1967. Uh, anyway, just wow. Elsewhere in 1968, Ron Hansen of the Senators and Tim Cullen of the White Sox become the first Major League players to be traded for each other twice mm. in the same year. They have been traded in February in opposite directions and then traded back. And, of course, uh, remorse. Yeah, later on that year in July that year, Ron Hansen had one of the very rare unassisted triple plays in mm. Major League Baseball for the White Sox. I think it was in July of that year. Elsewhere in 1979, a D.C. trial attorney, Edward Bennett Williams, buys Major League Baseball's Orioles from Jared uh, Hoffberger for a reported $12.3 million. And Hoffberger only paid $2.3 million for him back in uh, the early 60s. Elsewhere in 1979. Now, now that franchise, 3 to $4 billion. Oh, yeah, easily, easily. And I'm not too sure who owns it today. I think it's Williams' descendants. Okay. All right. You know, they, they recently had that uh, back and forth uh, suggesting one of the brothers okay. had, even though they were supposed to have an equal controlling interest, there were uh, some thought that the one brother, I, I forget their names, wanted to take the team to Nashville because he had interest in Nashville. Oh, that's uh, right. Business You're right. interests. I can't and, recall And Nashville that. is going to be a ripe Major League Baseball market yes. someday. But after all that came out, he assured the Orioles are not going anywhere. I promise you. So. I hear you. I hear you. In 1979, also, the uh, New York Mets purchased a contract of outfielder Jose Cardinal from the Phillies between games of a doubleheader between the two teams. And uh, he found a uniform and went over the other dugout. I, I'm not sure if he played in either one of the games that day, but... <laughs> Was in one dugout for the first half of the doubleheader and then went to the other dugout for yeah. the other. He later joined the Cubs. He was a huge fan favorite in Chicago. Yeah, just a fine player, too. A yeah. lot of people don't realize. Pay, played late into his career also. In 1992, Tom Seaver, Rolly Fingers, Hal Newhouse, and Bill McGowan are inducted into Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, of course, uh, the scout, uh, Newhouse was a scout for the Astros and begged the Astros to take a young shortstop from Michigan by the name of Derek Jeter, and they took uh, Phil Nevin, and the rest is history. 
in that regard. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also on this date, 96, the star-studded U.S. men's basketball team, the Dream Team 3, beat Yugoslavia 95-69 to win the gold at the Atlantic uh, Olympics. Elsewhere, birthdays today. Is I'm trying to move my notes here. Uh, in 1932, Lamar Hunt, the sports executive and NFL owner of the Chiefs, born in El Dorado, Arkansas. Of course, he gave the name to the AFL-NFL championship to the, I think they copyrighted the Super Bowl. Elsewhere, uh, Theodore, in 1937 on this date, college football, Hall of Fame back and tight end, Heisman Trophy winner. In 1959, LSU's Billy Cannon, born on this date back in 1937. In Philadelphia, Mississippi, I did not know that. Born in Philadelphia, Mississippi, Billy Cannon. Elsewhere in 1966, a birthday, uh, Tim Wakefield, baseball's knuckleballer for the Red Sox for many years, AL Comeback Player of the Year in 95, born in Melbourne, Florida. And wonder to call this a little morbid, but uh, in 1979, Thurman Munson lost his life in a jet plane crash uh, at the age of 32, way too young to uh, – Go away. Uh, Thurman Munster uh, had his number retired 15 up in Yankee Stadium uh, World Series. Uh, AL MVP in 76 for the Yankees. Remember that day so well for probably the wrong reason. Uh, but, you know, this was before the Internet. Uh, this was before, uh, you know, the f- you, you didn't hear news until 5 o'clock right. uh, almost. But I had heard this news, and we had a guy in the neighborhood who was a big Thurman Munson fan. But he was a complete tool. Uh-huh. And I don't think I I, I... I wish Thurman Munson had not died, but I was so glad I could tell him the news. <laughs> I, 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 you know... It, you it lost was, your buddy today. You know, it was, it was a terrible thing looking back on it, but I reveled in being able to tell him that, although I wish it had not happened. I mean, sure. his death. I mean, sure. But, but I guess I took full advantage of it. Yes, uh, just a, uh, just throw him a, a curveball. Yeah. Anyway, our quote of the day uh, from the late Casey Stingle. And, you know, some of Stingle must have rode, rode off a of bearer. Of course, he was Barra's manager for 11 years, if my memory serves me right. Uh, Casey Stingle says, you have to have catchers because if you don't, you're likely to have a lot of pass balls. So, uh, okay, so uh, I wonder if he and Yogi talked a lot uh, and exchanged thoughts. <laughs> you have to have a catcher because if you don't have a catcher in baseball, you're likely to have a lot of uh, pass balls. That's, that's it in today in sports history here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We've got the Breakfast Club with Lee K coming up momentarily. Jeff, anything in closing? Uh, yeah, here? I just saw this. Uh, another reason not to get excited about preseason football and this Thursday's game. Neither Trevor Lawrence or Travis Etienne are going to play against the Raiders Thursday night. Yeah, so, so Jacksonville's holding out two of their better players. So. Yeah. And again, not unusual to not have a lot of playing time, but at least, uh, come on, a snap Yeah, give them a two, series you know? or two, yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. Anyway, that's it for Bayou Sports today, Jeff. Uh, now back to you to close things out. Big thanks to our sponsors. Once again, Bayou Sports brought to you in part by the Quarter Tavern and course a great place to watch said football games uh, 18 tvs over there also want to thank la classic roofing the headache and pain center cane row golf and turf club and swing insurance uh, again as tony mentioned lee kane the breakfast club picking up after the news brought to us by david funeral homes you're listening to kane 12:40 a.m and k298cq 107.5 fm new iberia the voice of the tash <laughs>